You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. What's going on? How is everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? We're getting into the year. Spring is almost here. I'm excited for it because I am in cold Chicago. Yes, I was in LA for a long time, actually. I was there for eight to nine years in my 20s, and I'm so glad I was. I feel like that gave me one of the best educations in terms of meeting women. I think that Los Angeles is one of the hardest places to meet women, other than comparing it to maybe a a small town, because those are also places that are hard to meet women because you don't have a lot of options. In fact, I'm actually working with a coaching client right now and he's texting me, he's going out and he's trying to meet women and he's in a small town and he's sending me a picture of an empty street. So it, uh, yeah, it can be difficult and I get it when there's not a lot of people. But in LA, there, there are a lot of people. It's just harder because the competition is heavy. I mean, your competition is the most attractive people in the world. So if you're going to try to approach a very attractive woman and you're not a typically attractive man and there's a lot of other guys out there who are and also very charismatic. So it's just not just about good-looking people, but most actors, I would say, and people in the entertainment industry are charismatic, generally speaking, at least from my experience. So the competition was very heavy when I was learning how to go out there and talk to women, but that was awesome. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. It did actually make me better. It made me work harder. And it's funny because I remember going to other cities and doing approaches, talking to women, going out. And I'd be like, what? Like I didn't realize it at the time. Like, why is this so much easier? Why am I able to get into a conversation easier? Why am I getting rejected less? And so I came to the conclusion that LA just happened to be one of the hardest places to be able to approach. And I'm not alone in that. I've heard this from clients. I've heard that from other people who've gone out there. It is definitely one of the more difficult cities. And then you come to a Midwestern city, you come to Chicago, or you even go to New York even, which is also hard, but there's so many people there that I feel like it's easier. But you go to one of those places, and all of a sudden, you're just able to get into conversation easier. You get that attention easier. I don't know. It's interesting. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about why you should be talking to strangers. So I want to talk about this for a little bit. Then I want to do some Q&A. People who have written in, your questions are fantastic, and I do appreciate them. And I think everyone else does too. So let's talk about why you should be talking to strangers. And why it needs to be not just something that you do every once in a while, but it really becomes part of your life. Well, it all comes down to the concept that I've talked about on the podcast. I talk about it frequently to my coaching clients. This idea that you are always going to be exercising a social muscle when you're out there talking to more people. And what I mean is you're going to be feeling more and more comfortable 
as you go out and talk to people. And even if it is a man, even if it is a worker, so somebody who's working could be a waitress, for example, or the people at the front desk at your gym. It could be someone next to you on the subway. Someone that is, oh, I was just about to say, sharing a an Uber, what do they used to call it? I don't think that this exists anymore. The share rides. It was like Uber, oh yeah, Uber pool. Do you guys remember that? That was a point right before COVID happened when you would be able to get into a carpool with other people. Anyway, that is an opportunity for you. Talking to your Uber or Lyft driver, whoever you're getting a ride from, taxi driver. All these opportunities for you. And every time that you talk to one of these people, you exercise your social muscle. Yes, that's right. You have a social muscle. Back in the pickup days, they would call this state or getting into state. As in your state, the way that you're feeling, your energy. So getting into state is what they would call it. And man, it is so real. I just like to call it socializing, getting that social muscle flowing. And so when you exercise your social muscle, when you talk to more people, when you take that extra second in your day, when you have a stranger that's by you, to say literally anything, what it does is it creates these little connections in your brain or reference experiences that help make you more courageous, that help make you more social, that make it easier for you to be social in the future when you have more opportunities. You see, we fear the unknown. You don't fear things that you've done a lot. It's no longer a fear, it just becomes a habit. So the idea of talking to more strangers is the idea of turning fear into a habit. So what is this going to do for you? This is going to make it so you become a person who is more social. And so when you have the opportunities to then talk to a stranger where it really counts, maybe it's at a networking event, maybe it's meeting your girlfriend's family one day, maybe it's seeing that cute girl at the bar, or the cute girl at the store. Maybe it's meeting new friends, your friends' friends for the first time. So those moments when it really matters, you were ultimately prepared. And this is what happened to me, but I'd like to say this is not completely anecdotal. I guess maybe it is in the sense I was about to say that I've heard this happen to so many guys, guys who, mainly guys who I coach, but also other guys who are interested in, in going out and getting better at socializing. I always hear the same thing over and over and over. So there must be something here. This idea that when you're going out and you're talking to people and you get warmed up, it becomes easier. So I remember when I was going out and learning how to meet women for the very first time in my early to mid-20s, when it was very challenging for me, when I had a lot of approach anxiety and it was completely new, I remember going out, doing it, getting over the, the hump of, of, of the difficulty of it all. 
and then found that just naturally it started to become easier to talk to people in everyday life. I became more confident in everyday life in the area of socializing and talking to people, even if it wasn't necessarily specifically socializing, even if it was for work, whatever it could be, I networking and things like that. I just ended up feeling more confident. I didn't know that was going to happen. It was such a beautiful, beautiful result that I was so excited about. I mean, now in retrospect, it seems pretty obvious, but in those moments, I wasn't really thinking about that because I wasn't going out to get over my shyness and build confidence with all socialization. It was just specifically to meet women. So how cool that I was able to get to the point where it felt comfortable to talk to everyone. Remember, gentlemen, confidence comes from competence. It is inevitable that the more you do something, you do become more confident in it, even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's just a little, little bit, you still will become more confident in it. Time and time again, I hear the same story from guys just like you who are going through this, who see this same awesome result. All because they are going out and making this happen. But I want to take this to the next level. So the purpose of this podcast is not just about going and talking to women. It is about that, but it is also talking to strangers. And I feel like this is going to be good for you more than ever right now because we are coming out of COVID, at least it seems that way. I don't know from when it first started, but I will say it definitely is a big change from now versus two years ago when we were stuck inside. Combine that with the idea that we're on social media and texting our friends all day. It's like we just don't have those in-person interactions as much as we used to. So if you're a person who happens to work from a computer and is on Zoom calls and you don't go out and talk to people and you don't have any friends and you don't have a girlfriend, your social interaction can literally be zero. And by the way, I do not consider social interaction socializing over media, your computer, your iPad, your phone. I do not consider that real socializing. So I'm talking about the idea of getting back to when we were talking to each other in person. There was this study that was done. It was about, I think it's the longest longest study done on, well, definitely the longest study done on happiness. It might even be one of the longest studies ever. Don't quote me on that one. But it's about a 70, 80-year-old study that talked about happiness and they followed people throughout their life. And to just give you the very quick summary, it all boiled down to one thing that made people the happiest, that had the most effect on people's happiness and fulfillment in their life. And it was the relationships that they had. Not just sexual relationships or romantic relationships, but relationships with family members and with friends. And I just don't believe that we get the same interaction when we're doing it over social media. I don't think it's the same feeling. We are, have not evolved 
to socialize over a, a computer screen or phone screen and get the same effects as when you're in person with someone. And for example, there is a chemical released called oxytocin that comes from touch. It also comes from spending time around people. And so our brains have evolved to release oxytocin when we are being touched and when we are socializing. So you're not getting that full potential when you're doing it over social media, which is why I'm encouraging you today on this podcast, talk to strangers. By the way, I'm guilty of this. So there are some times when I do these podcasts where it's not just me you know, stepping on my soapbox preaching to everybody. A lot of the times I do these for myself too because I notice myself being a little bit of a recluse naturally, right? We had COVID, you had to be inside and you just don't see people as often, especially in my age group. I'm in my mid to late 30s, so a lot of my friends have kids. So it doesn't make it as easy to see them all the time because they have families. And maybe you're relating to that if you're in the 35 plus age group listening to this. So point being is I definitely had a period when it was difficult to see people and that starts to make you, well, really makes you less competent to get to the specifics. And so now I'm trying to remind myself, hey, not just, not just of course, to see people and hang out with friends, but to talk to strangers. In those moments, connect with another human being, even if it's for five seconds. And I mean in person, right? So it's like when I'm going to the gym, say a little hello to the person who's working the front desk. Chat up someone next to you, or that I should say, I'm trying to chat up people who are next to me. And it's hard. I don't always accomplish it. It's not always on the forefront of my brain, but I'm trying to do it more. And I'm not necessarily trying to go out and attract women and, and talk to strangers so I can build the confidence for those moments. But I still want to have that going. I still want to be able to have that as a skill set to be able to talk to people and feel comfortable talking and socializing with people. And for you, it's even more powerful because you are going out and you are approaching women. So I believe it's doing even more for a person like you who is single, who's looking to meet more women. And so you're eventually going to get into a relationship. And I know a lot of people who do listen to this podcast also happen to be in relationships. And I'm, I'm going to urge you as well to talk to strangers. Don't just stop because you got the girl. A good friend of mine, we talk about this. He actually asked me the other month. He said, what are you doing to keep up with your social skills? And it's funny because I was, I've been thinking about that from time to time. It's not something I'm actively working on. And I told him, I said, I'm not actively working on it, but it is definitely in my brain. It is something that I do think about from time to time. Like, yeah, that I do need to work on that. I don't want that to go. Because I'll tell you, it's interesting. It's like you don't see people for a while and you kind of go back to that old self. Like, oh, like a little nervous, a little not as charismatic because you just haven't been in front of people. Like you ever go to a party, for example, and it's been a while since you've socialized and then 
15 minutes in, you're like, all good. And you're in the zone. That's state right there. That's getting into state. That's working the social muscle. But that's on the micro level. I'm kind of talking a little bit about the macro level, which means you consistently being social, talking to human beings so that the next time it doesn't feel like it has been so far away. So you you get into state faster. So again, there's the micro. It's like, yeah, you go out to a bar and you start talking to people and boom, boom, you're warmed up, you're feeling good. But I want to minimize that time. I want to minimize and I want you specifically to minimize that time of getting into that social zone. I don't want it to be so every single time you go out, and it's of course it's going to be like this in the beginning, but I don't want you to go out and take it 10 to 15 to 20 minutes to warm up. I want it to take you about two to three minutes because you've just talked to someone yesterday. You've had, you did a couple of approaches. You talked to whoever on the bus, on the wherever. It's like part of your life. So it's not so new. So you're feeling more competent, therefore more confident in the act itself. So that's what I want you to really focus on. How can you this month or even make it smaller this week Where are the opportunities for you to say hello, to ask a question? Where's an opportunity? I mean, even if if you don't care, you can do this semi-selfishly. You know, it's like, let's say there's someone next to you and they're wearing interesting shoes. Do you really give a shit about their shoes? Maybe not, but hey, that's an interesting thing to bring up. Oh, those are interesting shoes. Where'd you get those? So maybe you're not very interested in the shoes. Okay, who, who cares? They don't care, but at least you're getting some of that socializing in. So where can you say hello, make a little bit of a connection? I'll tell you what, I'll do it this week too. You have my word. I will do it this week too. I will look for more opportunities, more than the ones that present themselves. We can all work on this together. And I promise you, cross my heart and hope to die, you will thank me for this and you will thank yourself for putting yourself through the process of talking to strangers as much as you can, it's going to help tremendously get you more confident in the area of socialization and make you way more charismatic, which then makes you more attractive. Pretty cool. You know what's funny is even now in this moment as I'm recording this podcast, I just had a little mini revelation It happens when I record podcasts. I'm not always feeling, I don't want to call this social. It's more just kind of warming up your talking abilities. But when I first start a podcast in the first 30 seconds, I got to pump myself up a little bit to just get in this zone of, okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to you guys. And there are times when it takes a little bit of like, oh, you got, wow, you know, it's got to really get this going. It's time to sit here. We're going to, we're going to get talking for a while. So you're just not warmed up at all. And then when I do this for five minutes, even less, like two to three minutes, I'm in it. I'm in it. So now I'm in it. I feel even more warmed up just talking, even though it's not even with somebody. It's just here with myself talking into the mic. And then it's going to go out to you. But my point is, is even now I feel a little bit warmed up. And that's pretty cool. So now that we're warmed up, It is definitely time to get into some Q&A. People who have written in, I want to thank you for writing in. Thank you who have written in and asked really great questions, stuff that has been fun and and challenging for me and has 
kept me on my toes to always be able to answer the questions that I don't normally get all the time. So it's really fun. I have a great time doing it. If you need help, you can always email in to me, trip at tripadvice.com. You put in the subject line, podcast question, and then know it's for the podcast. And then I answer it here on the podcast. I do understand that sometimes getting a question here on the podcast is not the answer for everyone. They need more help. They need more handholding. They need more of a system. Well, that's why there is the TripAdvice coaching program. We have a mastermind and we also have an accelerator program. So what that means is you get to choose between doing a mastermind where you work with a few other guys and I have openings that are usually anywhere from three to six weeks away. And then you can also work with a TripAdvice coach, whether myself or someone else on the team. And that's in the accelerator program where you get your own one-on-one coach. And there's a lot of options for that. We are pretty flexible. We do have slots available and we can always help you. So if you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com, apply today. Why is there an application? Why can't you just purchase it on the site and just do it on the site? Well, we, and I explain this sometimes on, on the calls when I talk to people who are interested in signing up, is we basically, we don't want anyone to sign up. We, we can't have someone just going on and saying, oh, I'll do coaching, and then they, they buy it and we work with them because we can't help every single person. I wish we could, and we can help most people, but sometimes people have issues that we either can't solve, and to be honest with you, not every single person who applies is looking for the results that we can give them. You know, sometimes people want to get an X back or they want to get out of the friend zone. Have we helped with that? Sure. Have we been successful at that? Yes, we have. But some people are looking for absolute guarantees with getting their ex back or with getting a girl that they're specifically going for and we just don't have full control over that. So we need to filter, we need to work with people and talk to them about the process so they are more clear on the expectations. Now, don't get me wrong, we get guys amazing results. It's been crazy. If you go to coachedbytrip.com and you scroll down, you'll see a bunch of testimonials from guys who have gotten insane results. I wish I could put more on, but not everybody wants to put their face on camera. Even we do have one guy who spoke about their testimonial instead of putting their face on there. So it's just an audio. But anyways, point being, we get guys great results. Their dating lives are completely changed. More sex, girlfriends, the dating life they want, more confidence, charismatic, you name it. Go to coachedbytrip.com to apply today. get into the questions as promised. We have a few. This one's from Anonymous. Dear Trip, firstly, I want to thank you for the many helpful podcast episodes. After listening for a few months and most importantly, going out and practicing for the first time in my life, I have too many girls hitting me up that I can respond to. And I feel like I am finally a man with options deciding who has the most potential to become my girlfriend. I wanted to ask your advice regarding sexual escalation. In both cases, where my goal is to move in the direction of a relationship or something I would like to keep casual, 
While many P-Way books emphasize her regret or shame if she sleeps with a guy too early, I have found that I snap back like a rubber band if I get in bed with someone with whom I have not built enough comfort. Is comfort with sleeping with a stranger or early on in a relationship something that you think can be developed over time if I examine my own beliefs and work on my inner game? Or is it something I can embrace about myself and simply wait until I have built enough comfort that I am comfortable and then maintain either a casual or a relationship frame depending on my interests? Thanks, Anonymous. I had to read this a few times to really understand what you were, what you were asking here. It's a bit of a couple run-on sentences. So I'll do my best, but I think I, I have an idea of what you're trying to say. It sounds like you are feeling troubles with becoming comfortable with the stranger. So you said, is comfort with sleeping with the stranger or early on in a relationship something that you think can be developed over time? So yeah, here's the thing. Naturally, whether you sleep with them fast or you take 10 dates, 15 dates to do it, it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable at first. So it's always going to be a little bit challenging. And I haven't challenged you. I think it's just kind of part of it, part of the process of connecting with someone that you're not going to have that much comfort built. And it's interesting because there's lots of definitions of, of comfort. So I'm trying to really gather what your definition is. I think that you mean comfort, meaning connection. So having more of a connection with somebody. And so the, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't read many PUA books in a long time, but said, you said that they emphasize her regret or shame if she sleeps with a guy too early. I don't know. Sometimes, not necessarily. I honestly think more the opposite. I think that when a woman sleeps with a guy, they become connected. Oxytocin gets released in your brain when you have sex with somebody, and that's the bonding chemical. That's the chemical in your brain that helps you bond with other humans. So she's going to have more of a connection to you. So I really think this does have to do with you. You even mentioned here, you said, is this something that can be developed over time if I examine my own beliefs and work on my inner game? Yes. And I wish that we could dive deeper into this because I wonder what it is. I wonder if it's some psychological issue that needs to be even potentially worked out in therapy, something with connecting with another person. If I were you, here's what I would do. I would say, try not to sleep with a woman on the first date. It's okay to wait a few dates so you feel more comfortable with who they are. I just wouldn't wait too long because you don't want to create a friend zone situation where they're hoping that you're going to make a move. Now, that does not mean you shouldn't go for a kiss on the first date or maybe even do other sexual things, foreplay, for example. Those things when you're on a first, second, or third date. So you can wait. You can totally wait a few to then get sexual with them. But you don't need to do it. And yeah, you don't need to do it that fast. I just wouldn't wait too long and play it out and experiment and see what's going to work for you. See what's going to make you feel more comfortable. What is it? Examine that in yourself. What is it about you that makes you feel more comfortable around a woman. I do think 
that it can be worked on. I do think it might be some sort of confidence, some sort of inner game issue. This is a very unique question, but I definitely wanted to point it out here on the podcast because I'm sure other guys feel this way too. Once they start getting results, it's like, whoa, they're sleeping with these women. And sleeping with a woman is a it's a it's a big thing in the terms of you're having this sexual connection with somebody. And you definitely feel that. Just be careful to balance it out. So it sounds like maybe you're doing it too fast. I would wait. Here's the thing, though. I got to say, since you're talking about the directions of either a relationship or something casual, if it is something casual, just make sure that once you sleep together, you're not going on these romantic dates. If you find, or even so, I'll even say, if you find out that she's not someone you want for relationship material, why are you even bothering with having casual sex? That's just a waste of time. You said you feel like you're finally a man with options. You get to decide who has the most potential to become your girlfriend. So why don't you just focus on that? And if there's no connection at all, you don't see them as someone that you want to be with, and it just seems like a casual hookup thing, then don't even go that route. Focus on only the women that you feel like are potential girlfriend material. Let's go into the next question from Ricardo. Here's a short one. Hey, Trip, I've been listening to your podcasts for about a week, and they are really, really helpful. But I have not been able to find one that talks about setting up a date after matching online. I'd like to know some tips or steps that I can put into practice. Best regards, Ricardo. Okay, well, the reason why you probably haven't seen that is because I don't have a lot of podcasts for online dating just a few. One of the reasons being there's only a few best practices that you need to put into online dating to really make it work. And once you get those best practices and just repeat them, then you're going to see better results, such as really good pictures, a bio that gives a couple of your interests and says who you are, and then having a messaging sequence that works to then get them off the app and then set up a date. So setting up a date after matching online, basically what you want to do is you want to do a couple messages back and forth on the actual app or site, wherever you are. So you're only doing a few back and forths until then you get off the app and you can even have her text you. So a good closing line is text me and we can connect better than back and forth on here. And then you give your phone number And then they text message you and they won't text you if they're not interested. But then what you're doing is you're filtering for women who have a high level of interest online because that's what you want to do is you want to eventually get to a date and not sit there and chat back and forth all day. And I believe it is a myth, not I believe I know it's a myth, I've seen this firsthand and working with clients. It is a myth that you need to go back and forth for 10 to 20 times on texting on the app before you can get her off the app and into texting to set up a date. Guys think, and I used to think too, that you needed to really build this long connection and trust. Now, there are women who are not going to give you their number or text you if they end up seeing a few text messages. So what I'm saying is, is for some women, it does take a long time. But 
why not just filter for the women who are interested off the bat, who are going to be interested after three or four back and forth exchanges? If I were you, I would absolutely just try to filter for those women, and those women are more likely to show up to a date and flake less. So once they text you, then the first text message that you send is just setting up a date. That's it. You don't need this long back and forth. They see you on the pictures. They're getting to know you a little bit from the bio. They're getting to know your vibe and a little bit of your personality through the text messages. And so the next step is just to set up a date. And you can do a FaceTime. You can do a drink. You can do something at night. That's what I really recommend. So I want you to just get the date, focus on the date as soon as you guys are off the app. Do not wait. Unless you want a texting buddy. And I'm saying that sarcastically, right? It's like, obviously, I wouldn't think that you would want a texting buddy. You want someone you can actually meet up with, be in person, right? That's the that's the whole thing. I mean, that goes back to even our topic today. What are we talking about? We're talking about why you should talk to strangers so you can connect with people in person, so you can be in person with them. So let's make sure that you're doing that at all costs. another question from Tim. Tim writes in, he says, Hey, Trip, been really enjoying your podcast lately and have been implementing a few of your flirting and attraction techniques on some of my recent dates. A bit about me. I'm a 38-year-old dude from Melbourne, Australia. After a separation a year ago from a 16-year marriage, I have recently started delving back into the dating. I used to, I used, I used, I used the last year to focus on myself. I lost 45 pounds and now in the best physical shape of my life. I've been putting a big emphasis on grooming and taking care of myself inside and out. Mentally, I'm happier and more fulfilled than I ever was in my marriage. I commissioned a professional photographer to update my dating profile pics to reflect the upgraded man that I've become. I highly recommend guys doing this. As a result, I am now attracting more attractive women. I'm blown away by how gorgeous some of them are. This is all very new to me. I had no idea I could actually attract women this attractive. Question I have for you is how to shake the mentality I have that these beautiful women are out of my league. I've been told by close friends that this is not the case and that I'm attractive and very dateable, but I still see myself as that fat, slobby, and undesirable man I was a year ago. Whenever I'm after the beautiful woman or line up a date, I talk myself out of it and tell myself that she's out of my league. I want to shake this mentality and move past it, but it's holding me back. Loving the podcast and everything you do. Keep up the great content, mate, Tim. P.S. I have attached a before and after pic of myself for reference. And I'm looking at his before and after pic, and holy shit, <laughs> this is incredible. Tim, I hope that you're listening to this one. Wow, dude. Okay, so let me explain what I'm seeing here. So the before pic is him... He's not obese by any means, but he's definitely looks like in the chubby, you know, arena, a belly, uh, some pudge around the face. There's even one of him drinking a beer. And then the next ones, how much did you say you, you wait, you lost 45 pounds? Wow, it really shows. Yeah, well, you grew out your hair a little bit. So I don't know if that helped, but you, yeah, you definitely thinned out 
around the face. You thin out your arms look jacked. Dude, very good. It makes sense. It makes sense that you are getting the quality that you're getting. So guys, I would listen to him. If you feel like you're overweight, if you have some pudge in the areas like your face, like your stomach, losing weight will definitely make you more attractive. That's for sure. Okay, so your question is about matching with the women who you think are out of your league. Well, I believe that it's a mindset that will come over time. So what I'm going to say to you right now is not going to be the end-all, be-all that's just going to completely flip the switch. It is a mindset, and it is swallowing the pill of truth on how to view these women who are out of your league. So there's a lot of things I can say. Off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that you are just believing that these women are out of your league based on looks alone. Women, I understand, do have a high sexual market value when they are young and when they are very physically attractive. So yes, society gives a lot of value to them. And I know that it seems like, well, okay, there's a lot of value to these women. They can probably have any guy they want. But that doesn't mean that they don't want you. And more importantly, just because she's physically attractive, that doesn't mean jack squat. Do not be thinking of a woman as one piece. Think of it holistically. Think of it as a whole in the terms of she is not just looks. Is she intelligent? Can she have a good conversation with you? Is she interesting to hang out with? What are some of the other things that you're looking for in a woman? You're right now only thinking she's out of your league because you're only thinking about looks. There's a lot of beautiful women out there who have nothing else going for them but a pretty face. Is that what you really want? The other thing too is you're selling yourself short. You're only thinking that you are now or you're thinking that all of your value is based on your looks as well. So you're not looking at it holistically. And you're also not looking at the truth of attraction. So yes, you are more attractive now. You've lost some weight. So you are getting more attractive women on the apps. But I definitely could see a guy like you. You weren't severely obese. So I could see the before pictures of you. I could see that guy still getting very attractive women. Maybe not on the apps because the apps are inherently superficial in the sense where it's it's a lot about pictures but in person if you had the confidence that you have in this after picture and I would have put that into the before picture so that guy the old the old pictures of that guy who doesn't have confidence if I were to insert confidence in him I do believe that you would be able that person would be able to go out and meet women he wouldn't be getting a lot of matches on the apps but he would be able to go out and do approaches and meet women because of the confidence my point here is is that your behavior has such a large effect on building attraction. Just like this, here's a good example, not to not to scare you or anything, but yes, you're getting more matches on these apps because they're looking at your pictures. However, once you meet on a date, you're going to have to bring that personality. You're going to have to bring that attractive behavior because if you don't, your looks won't get you that far. Unfortunately, so my point here 
is, is that you want to focus on everything. So it's great. The looks got you in the door. They're getting you in the door more for for your apps and, and swiping. It would get you in the door more for your approaches, but your personality closes the deal. Your behavior closes the deal. So you want to be working on your behavior and working on being the most attractive version of yourself. And I talk about that a lot on on the podcast, attraction techniques, flirting techniques. So you myself, you yourself, it's not just about your looks. So my point here is you might be, they might be out of your league. I bet you that inside of, of this guy, this pictures that I'm seeing right now is a cool, fun, down to earth, charismatic guy. And if not, you can turn yourself into that. You can change the behaviors. So if you're going in as this guy who's now more attractive, who's got his life together, who's exhibiting the behaviors of a high-status man, you have no idea how many women will be out of your league, and you need to be thinking about that. So it's all about mindset, and yes, it is also about making those changes to become that guy who then says, okay, I need to see if this woman is good enough for me. Right now, your mindset is, am I good enough for this woman? She's so pretty. Let's switch that to, is this woman good enough for me? What does she have? And what's cool is that actual attitude even builds more attraction when you're in person. One of the things that I tell guys is you really want to make sure that you're being a challenge on the dates that you go on. This is part of the TED system. I talk about this in my Hooked program. There's a link, by the way, in the show notes for that as per usual. I talk about TED formula. That's the formula for attraction. T stands for tension. And one example of tension is being a challenge, going into a date or an approach. And even as an example, saying things like, you know, I really like girls who blank. I like girls who listen to this kind of music. I like girls who are who work out a lot. I like girls who, and if you say things like that when you're talking to a girl, it actually makes it more of a challenge to get you because you she knows that you're not going to go for just anybody. And now we flip the script. So Tim, that's what I want you to do. I hope that helps. A lot of good info there. I have talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. So as you continue to go back further into old, older episodes, you will find that there's a lot of good information and mindsets and tips for making sure that you're not in that old mindset of she's out of my league. But I think that what I gave you there is going to be very helpful for you. If you need more help, Tim, you should join the coaching program. You are a perfect candidate for it. I do work with a lot of guys who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, guys who are out of divorces, out of long, bad relationships. You can go to coachedbytrip.com to apply if you need help. I want you to write in. Yes, you, guy who's listening. I want to answer your questions here on the podcast. And we're getting really caught up here, so I'm really getting to a lot of them. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the pod, put in the subject line podcast question. And I'd love to answer it here. Thank you so much for all those who have written in. Tim, Anonymous, Ricardo, you guys rock. Thanks all who have been listening. Would love a five-star review on iTunes. 
as well as Spotify to spread the word about the podcast. Those reviews get it out to more people so we can continue the mission of helping as many guys as possible. And you are part of that mission, not just for yourself, but other people. Thank you so much. Can't wait for the next episode. I'll talk to you all very soon.